Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This reminds me of the band Jet. Remember that? They had a song called... Are you gonna be my girl? That's what it sounds like. Dude, we should, we should form a band. I think you already do that from 10 to 2 with your lead singer, Cody Tapp. Yeah, but I want more of a front-facing role in this band. Scott Scott Tapp. I want to be lead guitarist. 17-0, Bucks. Game over. Or we could do, like, Blues Traveler. I would do lead harmonica. Yeah, but you got to gain, like, 300 pounds. I would be willing to do that for fame. You think that guy's still alive, the lead singer in Blues Traveler? Yeah, dude, they, they tour still. Oh, man. Talk about a band ahead of their time. Do you think if he... If that harmonicist did pass or retire, do you think they could replace him with anybody off the street? No, you got to just Band's let it done. Go. It's you over. Let it go. There's only been one, two bands that got lucky, and that's Genesis and uh, ACDC. My dad was obsessed with Genesis in the 90s, and, and I look, I heard one of their songs a couple weeks ago. I'm like, dude, these guys kind of suck. They kind of rule, actually. Are you sure? I'm big Genesis the guy. I Can't Dance. That was the album that he had. Where yeah. with, that's, does not hold up. 20 years later. All you want to do is dance. Yeah, come no, on. No, not that song. It's, I can't dance. I can't walk. All I got to do is by yeah. the way I walk. Yeah, that yeah. song did not hold up. Oh, man. Did not age well. But they had Peter Gabriel, and then they went to Phil Collins. Just like uh, ACDC, they went from somebody to Brian Johnson, and you wouldn't even know that they sound differently. Text line might disagree. Um, somebody who didn't disagree with us a lot was uh, Shil Kapadia from the Athletics. Shil Kapadia, how you doing this afternoon? Doing well, guys. How you doing? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. So we're just going to cut to the chase real quick. Talks of the town. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying this uh, uh, underdog mentality. I think Pittsburgh's ready. I think they have a lot of juice. And I, I, I don't believe uh, the 12 and a half over under. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, they, they're certainly a nothing to lose team. I mean, no, nobody was expecting them to be uh, in the playoffs, I think that's fair. They need a lot of things to go their way in week 18. So, uh, you know, from Pittsburgh's perspective, you know, I do think they, they kind of have nothing to lose. Yeah. Now, from the Chiefs' perspective, uh, obviously, you don't want to take them lightly. They still are a Mike Tomlin coach team. They still have a lot of veterans on that team. They have some playmakers uh, on defense. And so, uh, yeah, I think it'll be a little bit closer than that 12-and-a-half-point spread. But let's be honest, we saw this game play out a few weeks ago, and it was not competitive at all with the Chiefs up 30 to nothing early in the third quarter. So uh, I think that's probably what a lot of people are looking at when you look at a, a line that, that, that's that high. Sure, we didn't see a whole lot of T.J. Watt in that first matchup between these two teams. Uh, I think it was just 38 snaps for him in that loss to the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. How does he change the equation for what the Chiefs' offensive line has to prepare for? 
Well, he, he can just wreck a game. I mean, he, he was my defensive player of the year. It was close between him, uh, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald. I think there's a case for all those guys. But T.J. Watt, you're talking about a guy who led the NFL in sacks, tackles for loss, and quarterback hits. So he's just a very, very disruptive player. Uh, you have to know where he's going to be on every play. He can pass it down at the line of scrimmage. He can force fumbles. And so, uh, you know, they have some guys on the defensive side of the ball. T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward is another guy, veteran uh, interior defensive lineman who had a fantastic season. And then Minka Fitzpatrick, the safety on the back end. I mean, though, you know, I don't think the Steelers are going to beat the Chiefs on a stat-by-stat basis. But in a one-game sample here, if they can force some turnovers here with those guys, uh, they can make it interesting. I don't think it's a secret uh, Shield, when it comes to this Chiefs offense with Travis Kelsey, who was not in the game the last time they played, Tyreek Hill very limited, and then Patrick Mahomes being who he is, uh, especially in the playoffs. Um, what's the magic number the Chiefs need to get to for Pittsburgh really to not really have a chance to score? Because for me personally, it, it seems like it would be tough if the Chiefs got to 27, 28 points and then forced the Steelers' hand to try to get into a shootout because of the way this offense has looked in the last few weeks. I think that's right. When you when you first said the question, I was thinking 27 to 30. I have a hard time thinking that that Steelers offense is going to be able to keep up in that type of game. So uh, you look at what, what the Chiefs have done, certainly with, with their offensive line. They should be able to match up with those guys, T.J. Watt, uh, Cam Hayward. And really the key to me with the Chiefs is turnovers. You know, it sounds simple. It sounds cliche to say, but really if you look at some of their issues, in the first half of the season, uh, that's really what it came down to. And I think Patrick Mahomes' interception numbers are pretty deceiving when you look at how those interceptions have happened. I think they've had six or seven that have bounced off of a receiver's hands and fallen into the hands of an opposing defensive player. So those are some of the fluky things you kind of look for in a game like this where, hey, they're part of the game, they count, no one's saying they don't count. But uh, it's not a matter of the Steelers having a plan to shut down this Chiefs offense on a drive-by-drive basis. I don't think that that's going to happen, but can they get some of those turnovers that we saw the Chiefs struggle with early in the season? You know, that's, that's a way where it would keep Pittsburgh in the game. Maybe if they get a defensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown, then maybe they can compete in a game uh, that's that high scoring. But to me, like you said, if the Chiefs get to 27, 28, 30 points, uh, I'm really going to have a hard time seeing the Steelers stay in the football game. Maybe it doesn't matter for this game against the Steelers with how uh, limited they are offensively, but big picture when you look at the playoffs as a whole and this Chiefs defense, which was so putrid to start the year, they really got going there um, towards the back half of the season. But a couple of maybe uh, games of regression defensively there against uh, Cincinnati and Denver to end the season. Where do you see this Chiefs defense at and what are expectations for what we should see from them going into the playoffs now where they're going to be facing some of the league's best offenses. Yeah, I think there's definitely a, a bit of a hit-or-miss element to, to that Chiefs defense. We know how Steve Spagnuolo is going to play. You know, he's going to be aggressive. Uh, he's going to blitz. He's not afraid to leave his corners uh, on the island like we saw in that Bengals game a couple weeks ago. So, listen, you've got some very good quarterbacks in the AFC who could take advantage of that, whether it's Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, whether it's Joe Burrow, uh, once again, and the Cincinnati Bengals. And so those, those are some of the teams that come to mind. To me, with the Chiefs, it's going to be about that front four. You know, I think when they're playing well, if those guys are dominating, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, 
uh, Melvin Ingram, Jaron Reed. I mean, if those guys can really win their one-on-one matchups, then that's a really talented group. Uh, Chris Jones, one of the most disruptive players in the NFL. If that's going well for them, then I think they're going to be okay. They're going to win games. They're going to be able to compete against those top quarterbacks. If you face a really good offensive line or a line that can handle them a little bit, then all of a sudden uh, I would get a little bit nervous about that Chiefs defense in a, in a shootout-type scenario against a capable offense, against a capable quarterback. So, uh, you know, I, I think it really starts with those guys. They make the cornerbacks. Uh, look better on that defense, uh, not the other way around, which, which you see with, with some other defenses around the NFL. I feel like this is kind of a perfect ending for Ben Roethlisberger, right? Like this is this is 100% his last game. I don't think he's going to play again. I, I don't. I, I'll get your opinion here in a second, but like, why not lose? You know, going out to to the next best guy uh, and the next best tenured in the NFL because for a while, right? Like it was Brady, Manning, and Roethlisberger that represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. And so far in the last four years, it's been Brady and Mahomes that have represented an AFC uh, quarterback in the Super Bowl. So, you know, Andrew Luck, his last game was in the playoffs to Patrick Mahomes, and then he hung it up. Maybe now it's Roethlisberger. Like, he's not – there's no way he goes anywhere else. And then to follow that question up, what's next at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Man, yeah, I feel – what is it? It's six, seven weeks we've been talking about, hey, this is the end for Roethlisberger. I can't believe we're still talking about it in the playoffs to be quite honest. But, yeah, I mean, it seems like they had everything set up there with the ending in Heinz Field in this last home game. I can't imagine there's another team in the NFL that says, hey, let's give him a shot on a one-year contract. I mean, this is much different than somebody like Phillip Rivers, who, who still had something left there at the end of his Chargers tenure, and then he goes to Indianapolis for a year. So uh, I would be pretty shocked if Roethlisberger came back uh, with the Steelers or another team for another year, but I guess you, you never uh, never say never there. Uh, it's a great question with the Steelers at quarterback. I don't know. They don't have a great uh, plan there to replace Ben Roethlisberger on the roster. I don't think you want to go into 2022 with somebody like Mason Rudolph. Now, Mike Tomlin is an incredible coach, you know, 15 years without having a losing season in the NFL. That is incredible. They've got some talented players on the roster. They've got work to do, I think, with their offensive line, but they've got some talent wide receiver, running back on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, I don't know if they say, hey, let's go into the draft. Let's draft a quarterback and go into a next era and win that way. You know, there are going to be veterans available. Maybe they make a move and say, hey, we don't need to uh, draft a young guy. We can go ahead and make a move for a veteran quarterback and go ahead and compete in 2022. So uh, they don't have a great plan, uh, plan B on their roster right now. But at the same time, uh, I kind of trust that organization and the way they operate, that they'll figure something out this offseason. Shil Kapadia with us here on 610 Sports Radio. Shil, I want to get into a, a couple of these other games. Cowboys, Niners. The Cowboys started the season so hot offensively, and it feels like they've been really hit or miss down the stretch of the regular season. Is it is it weird that going into this matchup, I actually trust the San Francisco offense more than I do the Dallas offense? I don't think it's weird. I think it's pretty close. You know, I think the Cowboys have a higher ceiling offensively, but you're absolutely right about what you said. I mean, if you look at them through the first six weeks of the season, this was the best offense in the NFL. I mean, I was going, shoot, they're going to easily win the NFC. They've got a great chance to win the Super Bowl. They just look like an absolute juggernaut. Dak Prescott gets injured, comes back, and really if you look at their last eight or nine games, uh, very inconsistent. I mean, there were flashes in there of that offense we saw in the first six weeks or so, but they did not string together two or three straight games 
uh, of that kind of performance. And so I, to me, that is a big question mark going into the playoffs for the Cowboys. I actually think they have that feeling to win the Super Bowl because their defense is so good, but I've got to see more consistency from that offense. Now, with the 49ers, it's a bit of a different story. You know, with Jimmy Garoppolo in there, they've been a very efficient offense. I know he takes a, he takes a lot of heat, and rightfully so. The question to me is, can Garoppolo avoid those two or three mistakes that we see uh, when things go badly for the 49ers, whether it's interceptions in the middle of the field, whether it's taking an unnecessary sack. Uh, so those are the things that are going to determine whether the 49ers can pull off the upset. But, man, they've got some true blue-chip players. You look at George Kittle and Debo Samuel. I mean, those are guys who can just absolutely take over a football game. You combine that with, with Kyle Shanahan, and uh, I think they've got a great shot there against Dallas. Shield, my biggest concern with the playoffs is why I don't have any juice for the Monday night game. Rams, Cardinals, weeks one, and I keep, you know, we keep doing this, but like weeks one through five, that was the NFC matchup, and, and, and the Cardinals kind of blew the Rams out early on, and then they both kind of took like a dive back into reality. Uh, both are obviously led by their superstar quarterbacks. Where do you see this game kind of shaping out Monday night between two somewhat juggernauts of the NFC? Yeah, I don't have a great feel for this game, man, because of what you just said. You know, uh, I think on paper, the Rams are probably the pick there. You know, the Cardinals have just really struggled. They lose four of their last five. They haven't had DeAndre Hopkins. They're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins for this game. And if you watch that offense over the last month of the season, it's really been, hey, Tyler Murray, go make a play. You know, they've got a lot of good complementary pieces uh, supporting him. But without Hopkins, they don't kind of have that go-to option for Kyler Murray. So can he just put the offense on his back? We, we haven't seen that really in the last month of the season. And then on the other side, uh, Matthew Stafford to me has been very inconsistent. You know, he, he played well, I thought, for the most part in week 18 against the 49ers. If you look at the previous two weeks, I think he had six turnovers in those two games. And if you watch those games, it easily could have been eight or nine turnovers. So I don't really trust them either. You know, I think whichever team wins this game, I'm going to be picking against them in the divisional round. Now, on my picks in the athletic, I went ahead and I took the Cardinals uh, plus four just because I feel like there's a chance that maybe they can force Stafford into a couple turnovers, and Kyler Murray is capable of making those high degree of difficulty plays, but really nothing would surprise me. If you told me the Rams were just going to completely blow them out, that wouldn't shock me because the Cardinals have not played well uh, in the last four or five weeks. And it's uh, tough to knock your track record, Shield. 12-4 and four last week uh, on your picks against the spread there on the Athletics. So congrats on a really successful week. Um, might be tailing you this weekend. So hopefully you can keep up this hot run, man. Thank you so much for the time today, Shield. Thanks for having me. Take care. Speaking of hot runs, thanks again to Shield Kapadia. But speaking of hot runs, Patrick Mahomes is comparable to this NBA superstar. I'm not crazy, I promise. I'll explain next. Back in Six Cent Sports Radio, a playoff edition wild card weekend wild show. What is that the name now? It just changes, man. It has been evolving constantly. It's, it's Schmiz, what it's Schmiz, man. Blues Traveler, dude, lost all the way. True story. That's awesome. Because I love that band. They were actually a uh, sneak peek here. They were actually in Kingpin. Have you ever seen Kingpin? Yes. Okay. They're in Kingpin at the very end. That text comes Bye, to us, Brother Munson. courtesy of the Jay's Southland Toe Service text line 913 
Five seven six seven six ten. That's right, folks. He nailed it. I'm back. Hi, Dusty and Nick. Chiefs will dominate tonight. I say Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl take care. Dan and KCK. Chiefs Cowboys Super Bowl. Yep. I've never seen a guy text the way he talks in my entire life. That is a first. That is never going to be duplicated. You know, the only other person, the only other person I know that puts a period in between each word is Skip Bayless. Mm. I don't like Skip Bayless. Oh. You I don't know. know. That's a popular what take. An, what an interesting opinion for you to hold. <laughs> I don't because know. Because he's wildly popular around the rest of this city and country. I just Most don't... people love him because he's so reasonable and level-headed. And Yeah. I just didn't understand when he did the fake cowboy cry where he was, like, trying to force tears and because the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs, and it was like, but what, what are you doing But here? did you ever, like, you've heard him, like, have you noticed that there's a period in between each word? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is no longer the number one quarterback in the NFL. Stop playing, Skip. Say, hey, man, you just need to, like, eliminate half the punctuation and it'll be a good start in the right direction. That's right. That's Nick. Um, I'm Dusty. We're here with Grant. Coming up a lot, lot longer after us will be Jay Binkley with the, uh, I believe it's the Chiefs postgame show. Yet... He's already here. He's already in the building. Yep. Hey, man, workers got to work, and there's nobody that works harder than Jay Have Binkley. we ever confirmed that he will occasionally sleep in the 610 van out in the parking lot? The van's sketchy. I've been in that thing, and it's it's not – you don't want to sleep in there. There's a lot of equipment that makes it kind of uh, a very tough – but I will say the uh, sales uh, couch, very comfortable. Over under .5 wild – raccoons living in that van right now mm. i think it's mice you need to worry about more than raccoons so you're taking the under on raccoons and the over on mice 100 percent. okay this is like pure mouse season when it comes to like uh the popularity because they just mouse wanna, season yeah they want to get in like warm places is check that a grills. thing or did you just make it up check your grills always check your grill because they'll have them they'll, they'll they'll burrow inside there they'll joe burrow themselves in oh there. okay dude uh, i'm friday I don't, i'm just sorry i know you're gonna get to something here in a second but yeah. Alex Gold was talking about when he lived in Dallas, there's these things called house roaches Mm -hmm. that they're kind of like cockroaches, except they're just native to to Dallas. They live in trees, but somehow they will get inside you because it doesn't matter about the structural foundation of your house. It doesn't matter about any of that. They just, they always find a way in and they're really tough to kill. He said, you can't just stomp on them for some reason. I don't know if they had like Batman armor on them, but Mm -hmm. either way. He found an effective way of killing these roaches was by getting them into like a pot. They would get into like his pot on the stove Mm -hmm. and then he would just turn the water on and start boiling the water and he would just boil, which is like effectively torture. And I don't know how PETA would feel about this. And legally, I don't know if he's breaking any laws by doing this, but who knew Alex Gold movie villain Mm. cockroaches can't be protected by a lot of American laws, right? I don't know. Do we have any? Every is there a mutual agreement that everybody hates cockroaches? Right. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't. I don't. Like, I don't know of like a cockroach faction out there, like co- the su- cockroach, cockroach supporters of America or something. No, I don't think there is. Um, I don't think there's one person in the world that thinks that cockroaches like that that their lives matter. Would you eat a cockroach? Hmm. Depending on the price. Throw five hundred dollars cash on the table. It's 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 going down the hatch. Fear Factor six ten edition. Yeah, the only thing that I wouldn't do on Fear Factor is if it gets messed up with snakes. I just don't do snakes. 
I'm like, I have the same fear as Indiana Jones. But that's because I have two life experiences that like totally traumatized me with snakes. I don't want to get into that. But one thing I do want to get into is that the fact that I, I don't think I'm crazy on this. And I know there's going to be a lot of people like, I can't believe you're comparing these two. And I don't know what that was either. Um, but the thing is. None of us know for sure. Is that um, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes, I think there's a lot of comparisons that a lot of people try to give to Patrick Mahomes. Like Justin Herbert's the next Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow's the next Patrick Mahomes. Um, yes and no. I don't think that we can do that. But one thing that I say that you can't do is that you can't compare anybody to Patrick Mahomes because of where his seasons have ended, and that is he's never been anything less than a two-seed. He's been to two straight Super Bowls. He's been to three straight AFC Championship games. He's been a Super Bowl MVP and a regular season MVP. By the way, he's 26 years old. Okay, so let me ask you this then. Are you just to the point now, this early in his career, where regardless of what you saw in the regular season, regardless of what you saw from other teams in the regular season – you are just going to blindly pick Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl every year. To represent the AFC 100%. Because I think for years, you see this in the NBA, right? And, and you're, you got it right. The comp that I'm giving you is LeBron James. And the reason that I say this is because every time LeBron James changes a team, that team instantaneously becomes the favorite to go to the NBA Finals in that division. When he was with Cleveland... They represented the East. Now, it was early, but... They... I mean, dude, not just the favorite. Yeah. They did it. Yeah, correct. Then he goes to Miami. Now, granted, he went complete heel and joined Miami with Bosch and Wade, and they became the favorite for the next five years. But they weren't the favorite with Bosch and Wade there. They were the favorite when LeBron got there. And then when LeBron goes to the Lakers after the Lakers struggle for like a mere like six years, LeBron and the Lakers were then the favorite to win the NBA title. The AFC representative favorite in Vegas right now is the Chiefs. The next closest team is like plus 250 away, and it's the Buffalo Bills. In the NFC, it's the Packers. Why? Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes has 800-plus passing yards in back-to-back playoff seasons. That's with a buy in each of the last two seasons. He's never been, again, less than a two-seed, and every time he gets in the playoffs, there's just a different Mahomes that strikes. It's just a different attitude. It's a different type of swagger, similar and comparable to LeBron James. When LeBron James gets into the playoffs, there's a different type of attitude that comes out. Yes, LeBron James is great during the regular season, and LeBron James has LeBron James games where he has 27, 17, and 12. And there's games where Patrick Mahomes has 385, 4, and 0. And if you look at the way this season shaped out, remember how everybody was freaking out because Patrick Mahomes was throwing interceptions, and some of them weren't his fault. In fact, six of them that we have now tallied weren't his fault. He threw 13 this year, six of which weren't necessarily his fault. That means Patrick Mahomes essentially threw 43 touchdowns and seven interceptions. I'm sorry, but those are MVP numbers every single year. Is Patrick Mahomes going to win the MVP every single year? Probably not. Could he? Yes. Does LeBron James win the MVP every single year? No. Should he? Could he? Absolutely. And when he represents the team that he plays for, in this instance, Patrick Mahomes represents the Chiefs, and he's going to represent the Chiefs until 2032 for now, we know that the Chiefs will consistently and will always be that team heading to the playoffs. Why? We looked at it. 15 total touchdowns 
zero interceptions. So 15 passing touchdowns plus three Correct. rushing touchdowns. So 18 touchdowns, and zero, zero interceptions. And zero fumbles. In all home playoff games. He does not lose at home. He does not lose in the playoffs except for the AFC Championship game a few years ago to Tom Brady. But again, when it comes to playoffs, when it comes to that mentality, when it comes to that I'm going to rip your throat out, when it comes to the playoffs, that's Patrick Mahomes, and that's why he bleeds similar to LeBron James in the NBA. LeBron James, they may not be the best team in the regular season. They might be a two seed. God forbid they might be a three seed. But guess what? They always find themselves in the finals. LeBron James, I believe, went to eight consecutive NBA finals. Eight consecutive NBA finals. Patrick Mahomes has now been to two consecutive Super Bowls. He's been in three consecutive AFC Championship games. And again, they're the favorite. Yes, I understand that if they beat Pittsburgh today, they've got to then play Buffalo, who looked really good against a Matt Jones-led uh, New England team. But again, we talked about this in the last segment, or two segments ago. Patrick Mahomes is not New England. Patrick Mahomes is going to play at home. Buffalo didn't have to travel. Buffalo played a team that they had already played twice this year who got embarrassed, and Mac Jones isn't Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to play a new beast and a new setting against a different type of opponent, and when you come to Arrowhead in the playoffs, it normally doesn't rule well for you unless you're Tom Brady, and guess what? Tom Brady isn't coming to Arrowhead in the playoffs anytime soon because what he's doing in Tampa Bay and in the NFC, it just doesn't happen. It is what it is. I get it. You don't have to like it. I'm just saying. No, I like it. I don't dislike it. You like the one you like the two seated in the playoffs in the first well, No, I don't like that part of it. I right. thought we were talking about your discussion, your comparison. I like I like the LeBron one. The flip side of that though, Dusty, is that LeBron was the chosen one. He was the greatest since X for the first five years of his career. Yeah. And the NBA is obviously structured so differently than the NFL, where five years later he decided, you know what, this isn't working for me in Cleveland. I'm tired of, of dragging these dudes around. Uh, I'm going to go team up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh in Miami. What happened? He immediately became the villain overnight. Now, I've been waiting for Mahomes. He's to been going back and forth. Now, Mahomes isn't going to go sign with the Cowboys. We know how the NFL works. Like, Patrick Mahomes is going to be here the entirety of his career. But the villain side of it, it's happening. It's happening. I loved that first off, Mahomes' first year. We go. Well, he's never going to be Brady. They're, everyone's always going to like him because he's so nice and he just does everything the right way and he's so cool and he's fun to watch. That's not how this works. That's not how fandom works. Right. When you keep winning, the rest of the teams, the rest of the fans around the country, they're going to learn to hate you because they're tired of you. Yeah, They're tired of talking about you. They're tired of seeing you have success. And they're tired of you kicking their ass in the playoffs every single year. Right. So that is what's going to happen because it's not just that LeBron's the favorite every year. It's no. Up until two seasons ago, every single year, LeBron James was healthy. His team went to the finals. Even if his second option or his third option wasn't healthy or wasn't as good as it was the year before, he would drag whoever was out there with him to the finals. Mahomes is on the precipice of doing that. Two straight Super Bowl runs, you make it three in a row, now you're entering uncharted territory. Now you're yeah. doing things where only a handful of guys at that position in NFL history have ever done. So he's closing in on it, but this year is the year that he can cement his status as that. Dude, 17-0 now, by the way. Buccaneers up 17-0. This, and hopefully, it will be compounded later tonight, and they just pick off oh, yeah. 
And that's an Good interception play, in the yeah. end zone for the Bucks. And, so. and real quick to get cool. to the Jay Southland Tosa Rest text line from the 913, but Buffalo whipped Casey's ass the first time they met this year. We need to give them a little bit of credit. It'll be close. I don't I'll discredit give him, I'll that. Give him yeah. credit. I don't discredit that they won't, but I mean, again, that was in week five of an NFL season that didn't necessarily matter at the time. Let's see how Buffalo plays in the playoffs where things are a little bit different. Remember when the Chiefs beat the Pats in the regular season? Pats fans were saying, see you in January. Yeah. See you in January. And then what happened? Now that's what the Chiefs get to do. Oh, you beat us in the regular season? Congratulations. I'm sure that was a big win. I'm sure you guys had fun that night. See you in a couple weeks. This is this game right here. This Bucks. This is, this is case in point why this 2-7 matchup is pointless. Yeah. And I'm hoping we can double down on that by the end of tonight's game between the Chiefs and Steelers. I want to find out if one of our 6-10 compadres agrees we are going to make a surprise phone call. I love doing this, by the way. We're, I we're, love it. We're going to make a phone call on the other side. He's Dusty Likens. I'm Nick Schwartz, Grant Nicholson, 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens, Nick Schwartz, Grant Nicholson on the other side of the glass. This is the... Sunday special Chiefs pregame extravaganza playoff extraordinaire edition. playoff edition wild uh, super wild card weekend edition mm. uh, program. How many times can you get addition into the title of this this segment or whatever? Uh, we'll work another one in the next break. I promise you that. That sounds like How's a that text for an answer? line response. You think about that? How many times can this say? Can this guy say addition? I can do it more. Don't challenge me. This game is over. This game in Tampa is over. It's actually only halftime. It's 17 to nothing, which for the Philadelphia Eagles might as well be 34 to nothing. They can't throw the ball. Like their only chance of winning this game was running the ball, controlling the clock, keeping Tom Brady off the field. And doesn't look like that's happening, Dustman. And gone. Yep, it's not uh, it's not in the bag for uh, Philadelphia, which makes you think: Is this what tonight is going to look like when it comes to Pittsburgh and the Chiefs? Because if, if that happens, let's just say hypothetically, if the Chiefs are up seventeen nothing in the second quarter, the game is over. Yeah, and then you can put Kelsey and Hill on the bench, and you can put them in the in the hat and in the jacket, and let them just chill. You don't need to. You can go out there and run Fountain and and Pringle and and those guys, and let Darwin Thompson go in there and get a prop score touchdown. Do you think we're doing? Seven team playoffs forever now. Like, is this just here to stay? I mean, because it love, didn't really happen people on purpose. Love, it people happened love because the of NFL, COVID. man. People love the NFL. People love more football. You have the super wild card it's weekend. Two extra games that aren't even enjoyable. Well, so like if we disagree, get, if we, there's a lot of people in Tampa right now that seem to be enjoying that game. Yeah, and the ratings <laughs> are going to disagree too. Oh yeah, these the, ratings are going to be off the charts all weekend long. Yeah, I mean, like, look. No, at the, I know that, but like, the, this is going to be the worst rated game of the weekend. Still Maybe probably, England still probably higher rated than literally anything else CBS could put on their television. I had today. Dateline NBC on last too. night. I had or Dateline Fox NBC whatever. on last night before the Bills Patriots game was over. I want to get somebody else's opinion on this. Okay, you so know a guy who's never them? short on opinions. You know a guy who I give him credit for. My favorite thing about my my host of of my show 
of our show, oh, Cody and Gold. My show? No, it's they're, they're they on the masthead. That? No, they're on the masthead. When I say my, it's just like, you know, my family. Mm-hmm. I don't own the family. I'm just a part of it. I found out you had a new family member today. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Grant There's I a lot of things going on. could not believe We're that. Explore, shared a plane in a room. We're going to explore the 23andMe <laughs> family tree coming up here in a bit. But Alex had Gold. no idea. Alex Gold is so good at just being passionate about everything. Like, sometimes he'll have passion about things that, like, I hardly care about. And he's always... In this in this industry, Dust Man, if he's if gotta he's, have a take. If he's passionate about right now, you think he's been listening to this show today? Guaranteed, he hasn't. I don't think he has been. I think he's and at he's home. not passionate about you or your your production and your. I didn't say he was up. passionate about me, but you just called him your family. Family passionate, not a family. Well, I don't think anybody else in my family is listening today. Oh, I bet they are. You have family members listening right now? Oh yeah, for sure. Guaranteed. You're just saying that. No, I'm not. I guarantee. I'm sure the text field. They shared the website. Oh, really? And wow. the girlfriend who doesn't really care to listen to sports. So wait, so you have a family that loves you? 100%. Okay, so I wouldn't. Undoubtedly. Yeah, I'm. Well, that, that, not that's always. A foreign, that's a foreign feeling for me. Yeah. Alex is as close to a family member as I have. Call him up, see if he answers. I bet he's not listening. I guarantee you won't listen. Can I call him right now? Yeah, call Would him you guys on m- the studio phone. We're not going to be able to hear him on that phone. All right, let me pull up his number. You don't even know his number? I figured you'd have it on speed dial. All right. I'm calling Alex. Let me get I guarantee you, first question, because I FaceTimed him this morning, and he didn't answer. Good job. You got to pick up the phone first. There it is. Nick Schwartz is calling Alex Gold right now to see if he has an opinion about this game that is currently being played between the Bucks and right. the Eagles because he's a gambling junkie. He's another guy that's going to disagree with you having this game because you can bet on this. Prop bets. Brady over under touchdowns. Mike Evans catches yards. Everything. How's this phone call working for you? Hello? Oh, God, he's on the phone. Al- is this Alex Gold? Yeah, what's up? It's Nick. What's up, man? Alex, hey, Nick Schwartz here, 610 Sports Radio, uh, KCSP Kansas City. Um, also Catch, with catch you uh, at a bad time? Dusty Likens. Oh, hey, what's up, Dusty? Hey, you're live on the air here on 610 Sports Radio. I figured as much. Yeah, Ofi- official broadcast right? partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, we were just. Uh... Why'd you ignore my FaceTime call earlier today? Yeah, let's get to that what first. Was up with that? I was dri- I was driving. No, you weren't. Normally, yeah, I was. Actually, really was. I was listening to. Uh, I think Levine was on before. He was telling quite the story how Nick apparently has a rich uncle and their family members. We just jet. found that out. I had no idea. Yeah, he's been holding that on us. Who knew Nick's overtaking private jets? I have never, I've never been on a private jet in my life. Makes sense. They come from Lawrence. They have family. Yep. I, I, Alex, I'm with you, man. I had no idea, man. That's a pretty cool development, though. It's good to know. I guess that means uh, if Nick, if Nick, if Cody, and, and Dusty, and I ever need any help getting anywhere, we know. Who to yeah, wherever on. you need right. to go, wherever you need. I don't know. I don't know why you guys would ever fly commercial in the first place. That's for that's how normal common folk fly, mm. but. Uh, you know, you, you guys will get there someday. You'll get there. Hey, we were, you know, we were just having a, a natural conversation about these playoffs, man. Hey, gold. NFL playoffs are here, man. All right, you got to be fired up. Uh, we got a barn burner here down in Tampa. <laughs> Bucks up seventeen, nothing. Do you think this game is indicative of how Chiefs Steelers is going to go tonight? Yeah, I mean, there's a very, in all likelihood, a very good chance this is the case. We all saw what happened with the Chiefs and Steelers not too long ago. I mean, if Kansas City is one of the best teams right out of the gate in football, the Bucks are the best first-half team in football. The Chiefs are one of the best first-quarter teams in football. So I don't think it would be surprising at all if Kansas City jumped out to an early, you know, 10 nothing or 14 nothing lead. And if that's the case, of course, we know what the Steelers' offense is or isn't capable of doing, right? And, and so that, that sets up really nicely for Kansas City. So I think... 
you know, I'm fine with this whole weekend being all about favorites. I mean, we talked about it on the show on Friday. I think you know, next weekend is a weekend where maybe there's chaos. I, I think it's going to be all favorites this weekend, and, and maybe it's the Cardinals that upset the Rams tomorrow night. But I, I think we're going to see all the home teams and all the favorites win. What's a slam dunk prop bet for tonight? Give me two of them. A slam dunk prop bet? Well, there's no such thing as a slam dunk uh, prop bet, but I will give you uh, Tyree Kill under 70.5 receiving yards. He's, he's gone uh, over 40 yards just, what, three times in the last six weeks or so, and I know he had the heel injury and he's practiced all week, but I actually think he'll go under his receiving yard total too. But uh, other than that, as far as prop bet-wise for Kansas City, I, I have a double result bet, which just means basically in order to, to get the money line down a little bit, you can just take the Chiefs to lead at halftime and a win. So instead of whatever the money line is, mine is probably 400 at least if I haven't checked today, that you can get that down a little bit closer to, uh, to 170. If you hit, if that bet hits, how are you celebrating? Chipotle. Lunch? Lunch for the crew? Um, I, I, no, I don't think so. Probably not. Maybe for Dusty, not for Nick. Maybe, <laughs> what maybe what the hell has Dusty done for you that I haven't? I'll probably, I'll probably do that. I mean, yeah, Dusty, Dusty texts me back and stuff usually on the weekend. I text goes, you back. Nick goes MIA on the weekend sometimes. You know? Sometimes he's hanging out with Sean. Sometimes I'm partying. <laughs> you want to come party with me? I don't want to text you. What's with all this texting? How about just a face-to-face conversation? Let's get to know each other the old-fashioned way. Would it kill you? Get off your phone I mean, and get in my Dusty's life, man. To, you know, Dusty's trying to FaceTime me over the weekend. Yeah, And, and you ignored it. Because you know. he was well, driving. Well, he didn't text me. It wasn't urgent. If he would have texted me and said something, then I would have hopped up. See, here's what I don't think. It was pretty you know. urgent because he found out Nick has a family member. I don't think you were driving. I think you I really was. I think you were in your car. I think I you were parked car. out in front of your apartment complex, shoveling down a chicken burrito bowl from Chipotle. That's what I think Close. you were doing. Close. I had I had already ate Chipotle, mm. but uh, in the car I on my way back, and I did eat in the car. But the misconception: I definitely don't eat it in the apartment complex below the apartment. It's definitely just one of those. There's just the, the, the parking lot next to the Chipotle. I think there's an uh, an Academy Sports that I just go and I, I'll eat it over there in the parking lot. Do you think they know? Do you think the employees <laughs> of Chipotle know? Like, oh, here's the guy who goes out and eats in his car. I mean, I'm there in the car. No, I, I definitely. Definitely, I would say, if I didn't do the online pickup, would know my order by now. But I usually just do the online pickup. It's just easy. Oh, I yeah, just run can. in, I grab what I need, and I get out. I'm not even in there very long. It saves a lot of time. I'm getting you a car tray. I'm getting you one of those a car, car trays. Tray? Yeah, a car, they hook onto it's your steering easy, wheel. Man. That's, why you got the, that's why you got the console. You know, yeah. I, I, I put the salsa there near the console. I got the bowl in the lap, and then I got the chips in the passenger. That's a disaster to waiting go. to happen, Gold, because you're going to knock no, the I'm salsa over with your elbow. One no, inadvertent not... elbow swing, and you've got salsa all over your car. Get the car tray. It hooks onto your steering wheel. You can eat it all right in front of you. I don't even know if those exist. That sounds crazy. Dude, Gold, they exist, and as the foremost car food consumption employee of 610 Sports... You need this in your life. It's done. I got you. The, you grew out a beard. What I do? Got you a gift. Got you some beard <laughs> juice. Ugh. Now I'm getting you the car tray. It's done. Okay. I'm Gold. not gonna use it. Gold. What's your uh, What's your go to tonight? What's the game uh, What's the game prep meal tonight? You using the Traeger? Okay. I have. That's you know. That's a good question. I haven't I haven't thought that far. No, probably not. Honestly, I'm probably too lazy to. Uh, to fire up the Traeger and clean it up and then fire it up and see what the cold weather is. Are you going to Chipotle that's... twice in one day? God, I could. I mean, I'm not today, <laughs> but I've def- absolutely I've done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely done that. <laughs> Why not? What's wrong with that, man? And also, right now, I have, I honestly have 
a, like a $500 gift card to Chipotle currently from the pick'em contest we did during the season. So, yeah, I'm going to continue. Let's just save some money. Just keep eating Chipotle. Hey, Gold, do you think, in all seriousness, do you think the, the seven-team field for the playoffs and the, only, the, the, the one team getting the first round by, do you think this format is here to stay? Yeah, of course. Bottom line is money. We know that, right? They but these games suck. Back. Like, if, if this game sucks and the game tonight sucks, it's like, what product yeah. are we actually putting like, out there? It's pointless. Look, there's, I think there's got to be a limit for playoff expansion, but one, we know they're not going back because they're making more money for this. And I, I kind of think it's a little comical that I, I, you're not the only one that had that opinion, like, that are upset with the results of this weekend. It's like, oh, no, we, for the second year in a row, we've got, we've got Super Wild Card Weekend. How dare I not get any upsets? And so everybody's all upset about this. I, Maybe it's because I, I have money on the favorites, so I'm loving the weekend. I don't know if that's it, but I still would rather have more football than not have football. Like, are you telling me you'd rather not have this game on right no, now? No, this isn't football. That's where you're wrong. This is not. This does not legally. This does not constitute football. <laughs> I looked it up. So, well, right, and you're right. not allowed to say that. You're not allowed I mean, to you know, call you it football. Some, you, I mean, right now instead we could have some meaningless college basketball game on. If you'd rather. No, I, that. I, I see. Hell of a there is call. We, we do have. I'm watching Cincinnati, Wichita State. You call that meaningless college basketball? It's a one point game with two minutes in, to go. In, in January, yes, I do. Hey, that's called competition. There's also the cornhole <laughs> tournament on right now. Yeah. Uh, Gold, before we get you out of here, what's your prediction for tonight's game? Yeah, look, I, I, think, I think Kansas City has no issue with Pittsburgh tonight. I, I think it's naturally, after the 36 to 10 win, I don't, I don't believe it's a 26 point margin or anything like that, but I do think the Chiefs cover the, the 12, now down to 12 in some spots. and well, Kansas City to me just has way too much firepower. Like it would require Kansas City to uh, go back to the tip passes leading interceptions, and not even just that. I honestly believe those tip passes would have to lead to a pick six, for example. It would have to lead to you know a McCall Hartman fumble on a punt return, and and I keep saying they would have to score off of it immediately because even if Kansas City turns the ball over in Pittsburgh territory, I'm not convinced that Big Ben and the Steelers can go on a. 70-yard drive more than once maybe tonight. I just don't see where the points come from. And you guys are well aware of the, the numbers from Mahomes when you don't score 30 points against them. Like it's, it's hard enough, and I don't think any of us think the Steelers are getting anywhere near 30 points. And so I think this is going to be a pretty comfortable win for Kansas City. I could see in the first half, if it's a little bit closer, I, I could see in the first half if it's you know 14 to, to 7, and then Kansas City pulls away in the second half. All right. Well, Mr. Gold, enjoy your uh, round two at Chipotle on your $500 <laughs> gift card. God, that's got to be nice. I guess get, get, for other people, get better at picks. And you'll be someday, able to do it. someday we'll get there. All right, guys. Later. See you. Coming All up right. next, um, we're going to talk a little bit about this game. And one thing that I want to compare this game to is that something I've always been saying the last couple of weeks, and that is I want to see some damn ruthless aggression. Coming up here in about 25 minutes or so, we're going to talk to Carrington Harrison. He is the host of The Drive from 2 to 6 on weekdays here on 16 Sports Radio. I am Nick Schwert. Does alongside he answer me. phone call number one? That is, I mean, I don't know. What, what, who Grant set says no. We I say yes. You say no. No, I think he's answering okay. the call. But we should have, as Alex Gold, uh, our betting insider here on 16 Sports Radio, we should have had, had him like actually handicap that. He would have given us good odds. Mm. He's Dusty Likens. Grant Nicholson on the other side of the glass. I, I know there have been a lot of uh, 
storylines around this game this week, and I think most of it is born from the fact that there's nothing actually interesting about this matchup. Therefore, the Steelers have had to manufacture motivation. We've got nothing to lose. Nobody's giving us a chance, et cetera, et cetera. That's great. Good. Um, we've seen a couple different versions of the Chiefs this year. Personally, my favorite, and I feel like a lot of people probably would agree with this, my favorite version of the Chiefs is the one that comes out, executes the first 15, looks virtually unstoppable running or passing the ball, builds an early lead, and effectively ends the game within the first six drives. Kind of like what Buffalo did last night. Like, the, the utter domination. We're the better team. I don't care about your coach. I don't care about what you're playing for, what sort of motivation you've manufactured. We are more talented than you. We're going to put it on you early, and we're not going to let up. That's what I want to see from the Chiefs tonight. Because Not because it's like, oh, that's the best case scenario. No, do it because we know you're capable of doing it. Yeah, I want to see this from the Chiefs. Ruthless aggression. So I want to know here tonight, as you stand here on my ring, which one of you has that quality? Who among you? has that one single ingredient who has enough ruthless aggression who has enough ruthless aggression to reach for the stars as you never have before who has enough ruthless aggression to excel beyond their wildest dreams who has enough ruthless aggression to make the necessary sacrifices that's what I want to see from the Chiefs because I haven't seen that Chiefs team. You saw that from Buffalo last night. Last night, Buffalo scored their final touchdown by throwing it to their offensive lineman. Let me get a Chris Jones touchdown to go up 51 to 10 against the Steelers. I don't think it's going to happen because I think Andy Reid is a little bit more conservative than that. And that, again, is not a shot at Andy Reid. That is just what we don't see from the Chiefs. And like you have mentioned a few times on this show today, we see the first 15. And the Chiefs do it. And the Chiefs do it again. And they go up 14-0. I really, 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 really thought we were going to see ruthless aggression against the Cincinnati Bengals. They were headed that way. The Chiefs strike really quick. They struck them good. They kept it going. They were scoring. And then they let Cincinnati in. And then they kept letting Cincinnati in. And eventually Cincinnati took that game and got it in control. And then they never lost it until into the very end of the game. And Jamar Chase had 266, three touchdowns. We know how that went. What I want to see the Chiefs do is exactly what I've been asking for, and this is that type of game. This isn't a game where you're like, you know what? Let's go out. Let's lightly plan this offensive attack. Let's do things a little easy. Let's just get in, get out, no injury. We heard Alex Gold just mention the Tyreek Hill, under 70 receiving yards. Doesn't necessarily have to be a huge factor in this game. I want to see, like you heard the Vince McMahon clip from WWE from way back in the day, before the John Cena days, for those of you that remember, I want to see that Chiefs team tonight. I want to see the Chiefs team come out and do the unthinkable. Go out there and score 48 points. I haven't seen that this year. I want to see them be the better team, not by a close margin, but by a long margin. This is the last game Ben Roethlisberger plays. Let it be known. This is the last game that Juju Smith-Schuster plays as a Steelers member of that wide receiving core. Let it be known. Let it be known, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are doing right now, up 17 to nothing, still blitzing Jalen Hurts, damn near taking a pick six to the house. 
If they would have got the pick, they would have gone to the house. It would have been 24-0 in the third quarter. Go be that team that has ruthless aggression. And I get it. Andy Reid's not about that life. Andy Reid has a little bit more respect. He's got a little bit of class. But for me, it's the playoffs. And what did you see last night on Twitter from everybody as soon as Buffalo started getting good every or started rolling that game? This Buffalo team can beat the Chiefs. Okay. Well, what happens if the Chiefs go out and play the Steelers and beat the Steelers 48-10? to 10? Then does that Buffalo team beat the Chiefs? Or do we backtrack a little bit and tell ourselves, okay, if we can get this Chiefs team that blew the Steelers out tonight against this Buffalo Bills team that played against the Patriots, we've got ourselves a damn good game next Sunday night in prime time when it comes to the AFC divisional round when we have the winner going to the AFC championship game. That's what I want to see. The Chiefs uh, rank first in the NFL this year in first quarter scoring. Sure, they should. They score first all the time in the first quarter. In the subsequent quarters, they rank 15th, 15th, and 10th. They take the they take the foot off the gas. If you are capable of being the number one scoring offense in the NFL for the first quarter, there's no reason why you can't be that team for the subsequent three quarters. My biggest question, and I, again, I don't know football like a lot of people, and I know we got to get to a break, but my, my biggest question is, if you can do it for the fir- first 15 plays and they can't stop it, why not just keep running those next 15 plays just, in a different order throughout the rest of the game? I actually love it. It may be a half-baked theory. Let's hash it out over the break sure. and see if we can't come up with an actual game plan for tonight. I, I love where we're at right now. Coming up next, there is a college basketball parallel I think we can apply to this game tonight. We'll explain it on the other side. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 